Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 milligram of natural caffeine, a blend of vitamins and zero sugar. It was formulated to support your well-being and help you feel your best, all while enhancing mental focus. From your brain to your body, C4 Smart Energy does it all, and tastes amazing. Look for Smart Energy in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. Tonight, millions of Americans hit the road and take to the skies for the last holiday weekend of the summer, as the West bakes under record high temperatures. Travel demand returns to pre-pandemic levels. 13 million will crowd into airports and millions more plan to take advantage of falling gas prices. Glad to see them finally going under $4. CBS's Chris Van Cleve is at Reagan National Airport. Meanwhile, out west, more than 50 million Americans are facing excessive heat warnings. CBS's Carter Evans is in Los Angeles. The temperature here on the playground is 100 45 degrees. A new Trump document mystery. Four dozen folders recovered at Mar-a-Lago were marked classified but had nothing inside. CBS's Elise Preston is in Jackson, Mississippi, pressing the mayor for answers as the water crisis there moves in to day five. How does a city with a black mayor and black leadership fail its black residents? Mm. And CBS's Steve Hartman is on the road as a community of strangers steps up. It makes me so happy. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this busy Friday night. I'm Nancy Cordes. Nora O'Donnell is on assignment. Tonight, the Labor Day travel rush is in full swing as Americans take to the road and the skies for one final getaway of the summer. AAA expects it to be the busiest Labor Day travel weekend in three years, bouncing back to pre-pandemic levels. The national average for a gallon of gas is now $3.81. That's down $1.21 from the peak in June. Airports are also crowded with passengers after a frustrating summer. Since Memorial Day, nearly 48,000 U.S. flights have been canceled and nearly 500,000 were delayed. We have a lot of news to get to tonight, and CBS's Chris Van Cleve is going to start us off from Reagan National Airport just outside Washington, D.C. Good evening, Chris. What are you seeing so far? 
Well, Nora, it has been busy. The TSA has already screened more people in the last two days than they did during the same time in 2019. The airlines say they knew the crowds were coming and already, but everyone is watching the weather. Storms have been at the heart of so many of the disruptions this summer. Millions are flying this Labor Day weekend as a summer of struggles comes to a close for the nation's airlines. For the Rubinoff family, flying to Charleston from Washington sounded better than a nine-hour drive with a two-year-old. We haven't been to the beach all summer and just felt like we wanted to squeeze in one final trip uh, before summer's over. Severe summer weather and staffing shortages led to a spike in cancellations and delays. Nearly one in four U.S. flights has been late this summer, on average by nearly an hour. Travel disruptions sent passenger complaints soaring in June, up 270 percent from the same time in 2019. Airlines, for their part, need to make sure they're prepared to service the tickets that they're selling. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg isn't ruling out new regulations. How do you feel about going into the Labor Day weekend? I do think the steps that have been taken so far are going to be helpful going into Labor Day. Uh, but uh, I also do not believe that the system is where it needs to be. But most travelers will be driving. Gas prices have dropped for 11 consecutive weeks, but are still about 20 percent higher than last Labor Day. Frank Rodonez is driving from Texas to New York. Yes, it motivated me to get on the truck and just travel. I mean, I wouldn't have done that. Uh, what, four or five months ago because they were like super sky high. Still, inflation is making everyone's getaway cost more besides gas prices being up. Airfares are about 20 percent higher. Rental cars, hotels, food and entertainment all noticeably more expensive than they were before the pandemic. Nancy. But airfares are coming down for fall, so that's something to look forward to. For his fans, Cleve at Reagan National, thank you so much. Those traveling out west this Labor Day weekend are going to encounter some brutally hot temperatures. More than 50 million Americans are facing excessive heat warnings and advisories across seven states. CBS's Carter Evans is in sweltering hot Los Angeles. California is used to September heat waves, but not like this. It's 917 in the morning right now. We're sweating already. The temperature on the blacktop, 109 degrees. L.A. School Board President Kelly Gonez is leading an effort to add more green space to schools. What's it like here in the afternoon when the sun is beating down? It's baking. It's baking. Their shoes can start to melt. We found out just how hot it can get. It's now lunchtime, and the temperature here on the playground is 145 degrees. The nation's second largest school district reports air conditioning problems in nearly 1,900 classrooms. We had to go into the auditorium and it was still hot. Under extreme heat conditions, a person's body temperature can reach 106 degrees within 10 to 15 minutes. Seven firefighters are recovering after suffering heat-related injuries battling this blaze. They're carrying at least 45 pounds of gear in triple-digit heat. We're taking very proactive steps to ensure our firefighters are uh, being provided the hydration and medical support that they're going to need. California's Death Valley, one of the hottest places on Earth, just recorded its hottest September day ever, 127 degrees. Perhaps even crazier than this sign, tourists taking selfies. And may not realize how overheated they actually are and how dehydrated they're getting. To beat the heat this weekend, millions of people are going to be headed to the ocean, but be careful getting there. I just took a reading on the sand, 133 degrees, 
At that temperature, you can get severe burns on your feet within minutes. Nancy? Good point. Bring your flip-flops. Carter Evans in Los Angeles, thank you. Those triple-digit temperatures are going to continue into next week, while in the Atlantic, we now have the first hurricane of an unusually quiet 2022 season. For more, let's bring in meteorologist Jackie Jarris from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Jackie. Good evening, Nancy. The heat will continue to build across much of the West right through the holiday weekend. We've got more heat alerts in effect from California all the way up into Washington State. Records will be broken, not just daily records, but all-time September records could be in jeopardy with triple-digit readings expected in dry weather. Fire danger is going to be elevated. All the rain is going to be here across the southeastern quarter. Heavy downpours will continue for the Gulf Coast states, and it could lead to localized flash flooding. The northeast looks good. Saturday is going to be a nice, comfortable day with sunshine, but a cold front is going to approach and bring storms for your Sunday and Monday. Now, the west will stay hot. The east will stay unsettled. But the tropics is also something to watch. we got our first hurricane of the Atlantic season. It won't bother the U.S. Nancy? Good news. Jackie Jarris, thank you so much. A federal judge has unsealed a detailed inventory of items seized during the FBI search of Mar-a-Lago, former President Donald Trump's Florida home. The list includes thousands of documents, some marked top secret, along with dozens of empty folders marked classified. CBS's Robert Costa explains. The detailed list of evidence taken from the former president's Florida estate revealed 48 folders marked as classified that were found empty. Some legal experts say that likely alarms investigators. The government is under an obligation to find out where are those documents? Who has seen those documents? Where are they now? In all, the list shows Trump possessed 103 documents marked as classified. 27 that were marked top secret, secret or confidential were found in his personal office at Mar-a-Lago. 76 more were seized from his storage room. Some former intelligence officials have told CBS News they worry about how documents were mixed in with Trump's everyday items, clothes, photos and news clippings. Trump's claim this week that he had declassified documents was criticized by his former attorney general, Republican Bill Barr. If, in fact, he sort of stood over uh, scores of boxes, not really knowing what was in them, and said, I hereby declassify everything in here, that would be such an abuse uh, and, uh, that, uh, and show such recklessness that it's almost worse than taking the documents. Responding to the new list of evidence, the former president's spokesman assailed it as a product of a smash and grab by the FBI, while Trump's son-in-law continued to downplay the stakes. He was the president of the United States. He had the highest clearance in the world. So I, I don't know if there, it, like this may be a paperwork issue. Meanwhile, here in Washington, the grand jury investigating January 6th is hearing from former top White House aides to Trump. Today, the former White House counsel, Pat Cipollone, and his deputy appeared as that probe continues to plow ahead with its work almost entirely out of public view. Nancy. And lots of new questions about what was in those empty folders. Robert Costa, thank you so much. We're going to go now to Jackson, Mississippi, and day five of the humanitarian water crisis affecting nearly 200,000 people. And for thousands of residents on dialysis, clean water is the difference between life and death. CBS's Elise Preston is there. 
Jackson's water crisis is turning into a health emergency for our Lester Johnson. Three times a week, Johnson sits for hours hooked up to a dialysis machine that relies heavily on clean water to treat his failing kidneys. I think the place for having these machines so I can live. Johnson is one of more than 8,000 Mississippi residents on dialysis. The life-sustaining treatment needs plenty of clean water. That's why dialysis providers like Fresenius Medical Care are hauling in tanker trucks filled with 6,200 gallons of water. One tanker just lasts a day. The water is no good. What does that do for someone on dialysis? Oh man, it, I hate to say it, it could literally kill him. Today, we asked Jackson Mayor Shokwe Antar Lamumba why a city that's 82% African-American with the majority black leadership has allowed the failures at the city's water treatment facility to exist for this long. Even though I'm a black mayor, I am still a mayor without the resources to fix it under my own uh, capacity. Our Lester Johnson is a double amputee. He tells us this case of water will only last his family for a day. It makes you mad to know we got to go through what we're going through. We shouldn't have to go through this. It's not clear how long Jackson residents will have to rely on bottled or boiled water. The mayor tells CBS News once the water is fully restored, testing will begin. Nancy? And all of the city's schools still closed. Elise Preston in Jackson, thank you. Tonight, there are encouraging signs that the nation's baby formula shortage may finally be winding down. Nearly 80% of powdered formula is now in stock, compared to less than 70% at the peak of the crisis in July. But as CBS's Meg Oliver reports, many parents are still struggling to feed their children. Yasmin Tahir spends a lot of time and money on formula for her 10-month-old twins, Summer and Lujane. Having to like carry them both and put them both in the stroller, wheel them into the store, hope that they have the formula, and do that multiple times a day is really challenging. Yasmin gets 14 cans of formula a month through WIC, but still spends up to $250 out of pocket. Are you having trouble finding formula because you're trying to feed twins? Because of the shortage, each customer can only get about two to four cans. So I have to travel to multiple stores to be able to get what they need. More than half of U.S. formula goes to babies enrolled in WIC, a government assistance program. Abbott supplies 35 states, but waivers allowed families to buy other brands. That flexibility will end October 31st, signaling the stock of formula could return to pre-shortage levels. We responded in a number of ways. Robert Cleveland is a senior vice president at Reckitt, which increased its formula production after Abbott closed its Michigan plant in February. Is this still a crisis? I think until the shelves are restored completely to normal and parents feel comfortable that what they need they can find, we'll still be in some degree of crisis, yes. Yesman says the situation has improved. She was able to find two cans on this shopping trip. Well, how long will this last you? This will last three days. Three days, and yeah. then you have to start this whole process all over again. Yep. A painful process parents are ready to put behind them. Meg Oliver, CBS News, Clifton, New Jersey. A shocking assassination attempt on the vice president of Argentina. That story in 60 seconds. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. 
Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, Argentina is on edge following a failed assassination attempt on that country's vice president. Shocking video shows a man pointing a loaded pistol at Vice President Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner at point-blank range. Luckily, officials say the gun misfired. Investigators are trying to determine if the gunman was acting alone or as part of a group. Two-time Oscar winner Jane Fonda announced today she has cancer and has been getting chemotherapy treatments. The 84-year-old actress has non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which she says is very treatable. Always the political activist, Fonda says she's lucky to have insurance and access to the best doctors, adding that far too many don't, and it's not right. Former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton is opening up about one of the toughest moments in her life in a new docuseries. Nora O'Donnell sat down to talk to her about the series and about a private choice she made while in the public eye. I guess I was surprised that you said that staying in your marriage was gutsier than running for president. Well, it was in terms of my private life. Um, it was really hard. And as you know, everybody had an opinion about it. Uh, people who I'd never met had very strong opinions about it. Um, and it took a lot of, honestly, prayer and thoughtfulness and talking to people I totally trusted uh, to really think through uh, because it was all being done in public, Nora. So mm -hmm. it made it even more um, painful and difficult, but I have no regrets. You can see more of Nora's interview with Hillary and Chelsea Clinton about their new Apple TV Plus docuseries, Gutsy, this Sunday on CBS Sunday Morning. In tonight's On the Road, CBS's Steve Hartman has the incredible story of two brothers and a community of strangers. This is not a national park. Signals work. This is a vehicle inspection Great. site in Katy, Texas where 22-year-old Jalen Gray started working after he quit college and his dream of becoming a park ranger. It's not a really good feeling giving up at all, but um, sometimes it's not quitting, it's just doing the right thing. Yeah, I had to do what I had to do, so. Go, go, go! Today, Jalen's sole priority is his 12-year-old brother, Julian. He's my reason. All right, let's go. His reason and his responsibility. Their mother and only parent died two years ago. I just miss her so much. From that day on, I swore, you know, at all costs, I'm protecting them. And then things got worse. Yeah, I was basically defeated. I had nowhere to go. Life went from bad to unbearable after that big freeze hit Texas last year. The pipes burst in their house. 
the one their mother left them, and ruined everything. Some strange times. Then a contractor Jalen hired to fix it took their life savings and ran off. Tragic, isn't it? The boys were pretty much homeless, living with their last surviving close relative when a nonprofit called Katie Responds caught wind. The group fixes up houses after natural disasters. Over the years, they've helped more than 100 families, but few more worthy than those boys. Yeah, it breaks your heart. Had to help. Had to. Executive Director Ron Peters. They had no idea people would, would want to jump in and help them. Which may explain their jaw-dropping, literally speechless reactions. I was overwhelmed. Thanks to an army of donors and volunteers, the brothers are finally and forever back in their mother's house. Fully renovated, better than ever. And although no builder could ever patch the hole in their hearts, Katie Response did the next best thing. There's just so many nice people in this room right now, and it makes me so happy. When their mother died, Julian and Jalen thought all they had was each other. But they were off by one whole community. Steve Hartman, On the Road, in Katy, Texas. I bet their mom would love that house. Well, the stars appear to be aligned for the Saturday launch of Artemis One. A fuel leak and bad engine sensor forced it to be scrubbed on Monday, but the six-week uncrewed test flight is the first step towards returning humans to the moon. So we'll be watching that. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Nancy Cordes. Good night and have a great holiday weekend. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.